0: Time is running up for the planet Earth. It's impervious to all voices. There's an intriguing sensation. It's a nuclear device. fun, fun! <laughs> yes. That's nice!
1: Ah! Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel. It belongs to a creature from outer space. It's a bird.
0: It's a plane! It's very important. It does not interfere. It's a trap! Hello everyone, and welcome to an all new episode of the Geek Shall Inherit podcast. I'm Daniel Pickett. And
1: I am Jason Lindsay.
0: And we're here on NPR, <laughs> discussing world events.
1: I thought I'd try a little something different. Who's the guy that goes... This is All Things Considered on NPR. He talks like this sort of... All Things
0: Considered. Uh, what is that guy's name? Warren Olney? You've been listening to All Things Considered. All Things Considered. Oh,
1: I just just that phrase, hearing that alone, I want to I want to break something.
0: You're not an NPR
1: fan? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, I like NPR. I just don't like... This is NPR, and you're listening to All Things Considered.
0: Who? What's the name... You're getting a little bit of comic book guy in there though. in your uh, okay. war in your war and only. Yeah. He's a little more he's a little lower,
1: I think, than than the NPR guy. What's the um what's the show? I think it's literally called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Is yep. that what it is? Uh-huh. I love that. That's fun. Okay. The quiz show thing. Yep. That's yep. that's a lot of fun. And the other show that I think is fun, and I don't know the name of it, but what's the one where the two guys, you know... The Splendid Table. Huh? The Splendid Table. What's that? That's the food show. No, it's not that. (laughs) It's the show where the two guys answer questions about cars.
0: That is called Car Talk
1: (laughs) with Click and Clack the Tappet Brothers. (laughs) I know nothing about cars. Like, I can barely pump gas. But I would listen to those guys every week if I knew when it was on. Yeah, but they're amazing. They're entertaining and they make
0: it fun and interesting and likable, even though
1: I have no clue what they're talking about.
0: Right. You know? I was so delighted when they were in the movie Cars. It was so great to hear. Oh, them. see, I never even caught that. Oh yeah, they're the they are the what are the the bumper cream people uh huh. that are Lightning McQueen's original sponsors. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Now um uh, are they? Is there going to be a Cars Three? Uh, maybe. I would imagine there would be because hasn't that thing made more money than every Pixar film combined? Because it's it's done just fine for them,
0: and you know it's had its own spinoff with planes. Literally was like,
1: how can we, how can we combine young boys' love for cartoons with every young boy's love and fascination with cars and trucks? How can we make a billion dollars off of that? <laughs> oh, let's make a cartoon where the cars talk. Oh shit. Done. Go, press play.
0: Uh- but that's a charming movie, that first one. You
1: know, I like the second one better.
0: Wow, I've never heard anyone say that in the history of mankind. Oh yeah, yeah, because the two cars movies are really the pinnacle of the Pixar output. They're both they're both the crappiest
1: Pixar movies by a country mile. They're not they're they are literally purposefully written for
0: five-year-olds,
1: whereas everything, and there's clever stuff in there here and there, but every other Pixar movie is like an Einstein lecture compared to Cars. It is, it is totally just does what it says on the, on the tin. To me, they're kind of the same movie. It's it's just, it, they're both, you know, ridiculous, but the second one is,
0: is completely insane. Well, it's got Michael Caine in it, so you you automatically, it's, for you, it's up a few notches.
1: Well, that's true. Put Michael Caine in anything,
0: it's up a few notches.
1: But that's not. It's just to me, it was more. It was just completely mentally unbalanced, crazy. Although the first one had Michael Keaton in it,
0: so that is it's true. A
1: tough one because yep. I'd like me
0: some Keaton and Caine. Put him. Together. Have you have you been on the ride at California Adventure? The Michael Keaton ride? No, the 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 cars, the Lightning McQueen race ride. I have not. They've got a whole car's land there now do you do you pull off so it looks and,
1: like radiator spring you pull off the road and uh try to kill yourself like Owen Wilson, or do you just keep driving? no, wow, really is it too soon? I mean it's been like, it's like four years since he tried that yeah, no one's talked about it since Is't that funny? it's like it's like it never happened he's got he's got better he's talked to some people. <laughs> he's got some good people to kind of keep that shit quiet I think it's kind of a little.
0: Wilson Brothers shaped elephant
1: in the room. If you ask me,
0: Nobody- the, the ride is super fun. Is it it's fun? fun. We try that at some point. yeah. But it's specifically the race one. I mean, there's a, there's like a uh, like a teacup ride where you're you know riding around in uh, in like tires and stuff. Uh-huh. There's a couple of other things. The the whole just layout of that park is really cool because yeah. it really does feel like you're walking around Radiator Springs. Every landmark from that movie is is there.
1: Are there the um. Are there voices? Do they do they use the voices from the movies? And in, in, like in the cars, they start talking, and it's yes, it's them from the movies. Yes. Oh, that's cool because you know how I get hung up on that stuff.
0: Yeah. there's, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a few sound alike somewhere around there. But uh, do you ever
1: do the? Um, there's a Toy Story ride. I think it's the ride where you zap aliens. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. That's also in California Adventure. No, no, no. Because I haven't... No, there's one... There's a ride that's just in the regular park. Oh, no, no Wait a minute. Does California Adventure have the Twilight Zone ride? Yes. Okay, yes. Then it's definitely in that. So it's towards the back, and it's this, you know, zapping aliens. Uh,
0: yes, like, I think it's called Toy Mania.
1: Toy Mania. Like so. Like yeah. they, but out front is a big old Mr. Potato Head. Yes. And he's sort of, you know, given a hard time to all the people in line. Yeah, there's a big animatronic, like six foot tall potato. But that's a there's a guy, like you know, backstage, looking at people and you know saying stuff about him because, you know, that guy's got green shorts on and that that kid's wearing a blue cap and stuff. You know, he's clearly
0: looking at people and stuff. I've never heard it do that. I've only heard it do like pre-recorded stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Then, because uh, I've never heard it, I always thought it was a
1: guy. Because there's a guy that sounds like Don Rickles, but it's not Don Rickles. Sean Rickles. It's Sean Johnson. Uh, speaking of voices, this is a weird thing. I know we're digressing already, and we haven't even gotten into the show. But uh, you know uh, what? A pleasant surprise. I thought the Disney Store Star Wars figures were those twelve-inch. You know, yep. um, I got the Han Solo, right. I got me a stormtrooper. Excellent. The audio. You do you have a couple of them? Which I have none. You of have them. none of them. Zero. That's really shocking to me. I figured you'd be all over those things, like poop on rice. No. How come?
0: Because I don't need twelve inch, more twelve inch Star Wars figures. But they talk and they light up, and they do. that's that's more your thing. So they well.
1: They're, they're pretty fun, and there's a Chewbacca, and there's a Boba Fett. Now, the Boba Fett, of course, is the Australian guy. Right. So it's not the original Boba Fett voice, but the Han Solo, the Luke, the Chewie, of course, the Stormtrooper. I mean, the audio clips are so precise and crisp and clean, it's ridiculous. They're, they're, they're really, really well done. Uh, and then there's Darth Vader, and it's not James Earl Jones. Oh, it sounds very close, but it is not uh, Mr. Jones. Which is which is weird and I I can't for the life of me understand how they'd be able to have done everybody else but then didn't
0: get his voice or his rights or something, I don't know. Is it the Chad Vader guy? Who's Chad Vader? If, if the Chad Vader was a web series. Uh-huh. Uh, that was, you know, it was literally, it was about Darth Vader's, like, brother, and he looks just like Darth Vader, but he works at a grocery store, and he's, like, the boss, and no one respects him. Uh, But it became such a hit, and Lucas liked the voice of the guy that did Chad Vader, they made him, like, the official other voice of Darth Vader. So, like, in all the video games, if Darth Vader shows up, the official, like, Lucas games, it's that guy. Well, if... Because it's awfully close, so I wonder yeah. if it,
1: it could very well be that guy. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite good, but it,
0: you should you should check out some Chad that's Vader. That's I stuff. didn't
1: know about this. Uh, yeah. this phenomenon. Um, all right, before we get too far off the map, and we got lots to discuss, why don't we start with uh, your favorite segment called "What Daniel Pickett is excited about"?
0: All right. Well, uh, this is another one of those where I'm going to recommend another podcast. What? Something that's not ours, because we're not on every day. You... We don't do one of these Crazy? seven days a week. You know what you're doing? You're encouraging dissent. So on occasion, you may want to listen to something else. What? And I am going to recommend another a new podcast called The Serial Podcast.
1: Is it about serial? No. Is it about serial it not... killers? Nope. Is it about Serial Mom?
0: No, Serial Mom. No, Serial. So it is a spinoff of This American Life. Oh yeah, and it is uh, executive produced by Ira Glass, who is actually related to Philip Glass. Did you know that? I did not know that. They are like cousins or something. Which I thought was interesting. So Serial is, and it's some of the the staff from This American Life, so it's it's a particular woman that was a reporter, and you know, typically on This American Life, they choose one topic, and they give you like three to five stories about that topic in like an hour and a half. Serial is one story for the whole season, and this first one is a murder mystery that happened in... The, the late 90s. So it is a murder.
1: See?
0: It is a murder. Uh, okay, late 90s. And it was uh, like a friend of the family came to this woman because of some other story she reported on and said, can you look into this? Uh-huh. And this woman has spent a year researching this murder case because she there's a possibility that the wrong guy is in jail for it. And oh, she hi. interviews absolutely everyone possible mm. That will speak to her about this. Uh-huh. And, it, you know, it sort of unwraps each week, and each week there's kind of a different topic, like inconsistencies and the park that the that the high school girl was found in. And every time you think you've got it figured out, there's some weird turn, and you're just like, well, now I don't know quite who did it. And so hmm. it's I don't know how many episodes are going to be in a season. Uh-huh. Uh, I think today they released episode four. The first episode is an hour, and each subsequent one has been about thirty-five minutes. But it's it's riveting stuff. So it's so well done. To you, what I'm imagining, I imagine you can go
1: to the website, and so if you wanted to catch up with the newest episode, but you wanted to catch up on the previous ones, there you can download them all, like on the site or something, and catch up
0: on that or on iTunes. That's correct. All right,
1: that's cool. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's really gripping stuff. Really well done, cool, just all around. And I'm just enjoying the heck out of it. But the interesting, you know, I, I've seen her, the the woman whose show it is, interviewed a couple of times, and she doesn't, doesn't even doesn't know, know quite, quite how, how this is going to end. Oh, interesting. It's, it's, it's not, not like she's recorded the whole season at once. She's still right. producing it you, along the way, so, you, so I I, I, I don't know how what the conclusion is going to be on this, or even if there is one. But it's fast.
1: It's a fascinating ride. Yeah, so you don't know how many. Um, you know how many uh, episodes might be in this thing to to wrap it up. That's right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. So, All right. I recommend serial podcast. Well, I um, I'm not really thrilled that you're listening to. Not only are you listening to other podcasts, but you're recommending other podcasts. That's correct. Not yes. thrilled about that, but um, I stand by
0: that. What's that? I stand by it.
1: Well, I um, I just hope it doesn't drive our fans away by the truckload.
0: It won't they they're, they will appreciate the recommendation and they'll want to come back week after week to hear what new recommendations I might have. Well, that's a good theory, but we shall see. I'm sticking um, to Um
1: all right, cool. Well, I guess what I'm excited about and this is a double-edged sword would be the news that was revealed uh this week
0: uh,
1: about Robert Downey Jr.'s involvement uh as Iron Man after the Avengers 2, the Age of Ultron, or just Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Um, obviously, he was the reason he was dancing around stuff on all those talk shows and flip-flopping from one day to the next was that this big announcement was in the works. And for those of you living under a boulder, um, he is going to be in Captain America. Robert Downey Jr. slash Iron Man is going to be in Captain America 3, and um, uh, from the sounds of it, that's going to kick off the Civil War thing.
0: That's what they're saying,
1: yes. Now, I could care less about that storyline. I don't think it's a great storyline, frankly. And um, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that there's going to be that kind of conflict and that's, that they're going to be at odds. But I guess what I'm excited about is those two guys. I think, I've said this before. I think Chris Evans is hugely underrated. I think he's... Everybody likes him. No, nobody, of course, nobody says, "Boy, Evans really sucked in that or whatever." But I think he's one of those guys that um, maybe, maybe like a Harrison Ford. I mean, not you know, Harrison Ford has changed obviously over the years. But back in the day, we're talking the heyday of you know Han Solo, Indiana Jones, Blade Runner, you know Rick Deckard. You know he was. People look back now, and when when you see people, you know guys try stuff and fail or you know look kind of lame i think it helps you appreciate guys like ford more but i think what they do they're so good at what they do they make it look so easy that people don't really appreciate the the acting involved
0: right and because
1: of just you know the projects i don't i don't think i can look at indiana Jones like in raiders and go wow he's that's just about the best thing he ever did. I mean, maybe you know, Witness, Mosquito Coast, you know, whatever else you want to talk about. But I think Indiana Jones and and pulling off that character. Um, so I think Evans is one of those guys where he's just he's so good at what he does, and he makes it look so easy that you know people don't really comment on his acting. Although, did you see Snowpiercer?
0: Have you seen that yet? I have not seen that yet. I need That's to- a
1: that's a that's a nice crisp little piece of filmmaking, and he's terrific in it. Um, But apparently he's getting tired already (laughs) of playing Captain America, you know, lifting that shield, picking it up, putting it down. It's getting very exhausting. So I think he's already looking to move on, so all kinds of things are going to happen. There was an interesting article recently, uh, well, actually, when this thing was announced, I think, talking about Downey and how rarely in the history of cinema has somebody fused so perfectly with the character where you don't know where the character stops and the, the man begins or vice versa. That it's,
0: <laughs> because he is a billionaire playboy now well he, because of how much exactly, money they're paying him.
1: Exactly. But, um, but you know, it's, it's, he's so ingrained that he's that guy, and there's so much of him, I think, in the character. But at the same time, this article was talking about stuff that we've discussed on the show, and I'm sure millions of people have (laughs) discussed as well. But what I'm saying is, we point out, you know, uh, a healthy number of times, how what Marvel is doing is truly unprecedented in the history of of cinema. That it's not just a, a franchise. It's not just a story that weaves through three films or trilogy or what have you. It's this gigantic canvas and all these stories that are all in the same universe that may meet up here and there in individual films or group films. I mean the whole thing, we we can talk about, you know, what it is exactly, but you know what I'm saying. The whole the whole kit and caboodle, the whole plan is 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 mind blowing. You know, what they're doing, what they've what they've done, what they've got lined up. Um, so these guys are going to be playing together in this Captain America 3 and I love these two guys. I just think they're great, and I, I don't think they got enough time together in Avengers, because they're two major, major characters in the Marvel Universe. So now we'll kind of we'll get to see them, you know, really play together, and you know it'll build up in um, Ultron, of course. Right. And I'm guessing we're going to see some a few little seeds of descent, you know, sprinkled throughout Age of Ultron.
0: I feel like I have about a half dozen tangents on this topic. How do you mean? Uh well it's things like I I saw an article today that I only got to read the headline for that I did not get to I just didn't get to read it saying that originally uh Tony Stark was supposed to die in Iron Man 3. Oh really? And they changed it. Uh the I saw the other day that he's supposed to get something like 40 million dollars for Captain America three, which, I mean, every so often it happens, but you're getting more money than the lead actor. Well, the other than than the title character, the thing that I read along those
1: same lines, and the reason there was the flip-flopping, and this is really interesting because you don't want to begrudge the guy, you don't want to go, dude, you know, you should be doing it for free. Of course not. He's he's in a certain bracket and whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, I mean, I think he would have had a career and he'd be doing just fine, but he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. I mean, wouldn't be having these conversations if John Favreau hadn't pushed for him when no one yeah. wanted to work with this guy. So it, it, you kind of go, well, dude, you know, maybe you should kind of back off here or try this or give, give this to the orphanage or whatever. So what I had heard, what I had read was that initially there was a plan to bring him into Captain America 3, but it was brief. It was, I mean, not really even a supporting thing. It was more like a peripheral uh, character that that shows up. And he kept pushing to say, you know, I want it to be a co-starring thing, which obviously meant more screen time, but more importantly meant a much bigger paycheck. And apparently one of the big wigs at Disney is not happy about that. (laughs) And was ready to go, forget it, we don't need him in the movie at all.
0: Well, they they wrote him out. Yeah. yeah they, were, they changed yeah. the script completely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So so that's
1: interesting. And and also that – this is kind of crazy. Because I thought it meant – see, Evans – I remember reading about him being courted for Captain America. And initially they wanted a 10-picture deal with him. That's right. And he hemmed and hawed, which is – Mind-blowing enough <laughs> that this thing is presented to you, and you go, well, I'm not sure if I'm, you know, never going to have to eat, never going to have to eat, never going to have to worry about eating for the rest of your life. Are you sure you don't want to just do the ten? Uh, so he pulled back, I think, to six. That was six or seven. Six yeah. or seven. So he's only got like two left because him popping into Thor, uh, the Dark World, constitutes an appearance. Right. And I'm like, really? I thought he had to like, you know, carry a film or be in a in an Avengers thing. But no, just just showing up for you know a couple of seconds in in Thor that fulfills one of those appearances. So uh, so what I'm trying to say is, I think I'm I am I am excited to see these guys uh, go head to head in this new Captain America film. Not crazy about the Civil War thing, but. We'll see how it, it plays out. Because that, to me, sets up – well, I guess we're getting into spoilers here. But it sets up so much more with where the character may or may not
0: go. Actually, both
1: those characters, but especially Cap, right.
0: what may or may not happen. And what, Well, the, the other thing about Civil War, though, is a huge part of that storyline had to do with mutants. Right, and there's there's no mutants in this right. universe. Yeah, and the other sort of linchpin going back and forth in all this mm-hmm. was Spider-Man. Oh, right. Well, you so do, it's like, have you heard about that news? Well, I, I yeah, but that that was in the context of Avengers three, right? Is what we were hearing. See, uh, I heard a bit of that, but as a separate thing altogether,
1: they're also saying the rumor is that they're they're rebooting that franchise altogether, and that Andrew Garfield's days might be numbered as well, because the second one didn't do... You know, it's wrong to hang it on his head, uh, but the second um, film didn't do so, so well, um, and maybe people aren't responding the way they hoped to him, I don't know, but there's, there's rumors of, of them losing him altogether.
0: Well, he kind of came out not too long ago and was... right. Talking about you know the the big wigs messing that movie up you know throwing them under the bus. I call that pulling a Shia.
1: Yes. Didn't didn't Le, Le do that with Indiana Jones basically? Uh, yes. I Speaking of, it. is he active now or is he done? He told us a while ago that he's not famous anymore and he doesn't want to do this stuff anymore. But he's in this new Brad Pitt film. That's coming. yeah. He's in Fury. He's in Fury. Um, I don't know what else. I mean, I don't know how long ago that was made. But uh, and didn't
0: he came out like on Jimmy Kimmel the other day and just apologized and was talking about what a dillweed he was with the drinking and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a, a dillweed. That's a good that's a good word
1: for what he was. Speaking yeah. of dillweeds, have you seen the commercial? <laughs> have you seen this commercial? I don't even know what the commercial's for. I just know that I I want to. <laughs> Burn my television to the ground when it comes on, but it's Dax Shepard and
0: what's her name? Uh, Veronica Mars, Kristen, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, and she's like—I believe it's for the Microsoft Surface Oh, app.
1: Man, oh man, I've seen some narcissistic commercials in my day, but nothing compares to to that thing. And there's like two or three different versions of it going around. And um, it's a piece of work, as they say. <laughs> um, But wait a second. You said something, Shia LaBois and Jimmy. Did you say he was on Jimmy Kimmel?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, just kind of apologizing for everything. Yeah, well. I was thinking of some, somebody was on Kimmel. Oh, I know what it was. It was a clip that I saw of Game of Thrones. What's her name, Lena? Did you say Lena Hetty? Lena, Lena Heady? yeah, Headley, Headley, yeah. She was on. Uh, she was on Kimmel. They were doing a funny little scene from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, oh. uh,
0: so there we go. That's what we're excited about. We got lots to get through here. Okay. And one other, just one other quick hey. downy thing. After the Iron or the Captain America three announcement came out, he basically, you know, did the Babe Ruth pointing over the fence thing, and said, oh, and by the way, I want to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too." Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, he also said, we said this in the last episode, didn't he also say he
1: wanted Mel Gibson to do Iron Man 4? Yes. So I guess that was just total
0: bullshit. Like, there was never going to be an Iron Man 4, right? Well, yeah, I don't... If you read that article that was sort of the interviewer saying, Oh, so this is the only way you do it. And he was just like, yeah, sure. I see. So I don't know that. It, and then he went on Letterman and said, yeah, we'll do Iron Man four. Sure. And then I think he came out a couple of days later and said, I don't know what's going on. Right.
1: Yeah. I it's really not up to me. He probably talked to him and said, you probably shouldn't have said that. Cause it's not quite. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, there, speaking of the Stark family, uh, here's a little bit that I, I saw recently that kind of, Plays with with some continuity, or maybe not, because um, gosh, got to be careful here. What I give away and what I don't. So there's a scene in Winter Soldier when Cap and Scarlet Witch,
0: Scarlet Johansson, Scarlet
1: Johansson the the Black Widow, the Black Witch, uh, no, are down in the bunker talking to that robot face.
0: Yes, Armin Zola. uh,
1: Did you see the movie? Yeah, I just didn't want to give too much away by telling people in case they haven't seen it. It's time, though. Is it? It's been out on the the DVD for several weeks. So he goes on about how, um, oops, you know, things can happen in the universe. You never know who might live or die. And he says, uh, you know, check it out. Now this could just be a goof, but they show uh, he sh- they show a newspaper of Howard Stark, you know, in a car crash kind of thing, or whatever it was, and it's implying that Howard Stark's death was not an accident. Right, something might have happened, but they don't kind of say when it was. But then they show an image of Dominic blah uh, blah, who plays him in Captain America, the first ca- the first Avenger. Yeah, not John Slattery, who played him in footage from Iron Man 2. So that could just be a goof on their part, like showing when he might have died. I don't know. Probably a goof. But
0: it's interesting because Slattery is in the cast list for Ant-Man. But Slattery is his... I thought Slattery was his dad and the and the other guy is his granddad. No. No, no, no. The other, guy is, is, the other guy is Howard Stark. Right. That's his dad.
1: Right, because, because in Avengers, in Avengers, uh, uh, Downey, you know, Stark, turns to Mark Ruffalo and says, is that the guy my dad couldn't shut up about? I'm wondering if he shouldn't have stayed frozen or whatever.
0: Right. And all
1: we've ever seen is that actor, Dominic Blah Blah, played howard yeah. stark we've seen him interact with cap so that must be what he's talking about
0: right but i thought that was supposed to be his granddad i thought it was supposed to be his dad i thought it was his grandfather i don't what's, know somebody write it what's his name
1: well i guess i can look it up right now and i am i think he's howard while you pick but another, i forget what the other guy
0: is. while you pick another topic well, one more topic. What's what's the uh, there's the big Tomorrowland trailer. Well, I was going to say, okay, let's talk about Tomorrowland.
1: That that looks fun. it's interesting. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I like the Brad Bird. Brad Bird, you love the love the Brad Bird. Oh, and speaking of, we lost uh, Elizabeth Pena. Yeah, that was shocking. It's so funny. It was my uh, my wife's birthday over the weekend, and we had um, the in laws. I'm still not comfortable saying that word, but the in laws. Um, come over, so uh, her nephew, William, who I've talked about many times on the show, is a big fan of Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff. He's uh, looking at uh, the library of movies, like what he wants to watch, and he picks The Incredibles. And uh, I forget the character's name that Elizabeth Pena played in The Incredibles. Mirage. But literally, we were just watching it, like, Sunday, and my wife was like, "Who does that voice? That really sounds familiar." And I'm like, "Oh, it's Elizabeth Pena, well-known actor." And here she is. Uh, they don't say how she died, but she's, she's 55. It's so yeah, so young. Uh, it's very, very sad. Um, so this Tomorrowland. This is the thing mm-hmm. that Brad Bird said no to Star Wars, you know, or Star whatever Star Wars spinoff he was going to be doing. To do
0: Tomorrowland, so and my 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 problem with it is, I love the Brad Bird, you know, he's never steered me wrong, and yet he wrote the film with Damon Lindelof, Tomorrowland. Yes. Well, here's my thing. Maybe
1: Lindelof, because I can't begrudge him some good ideas. He's not, right. he's not a bad ideas man. He's had That's some, true. He's had some good ideas. He's got no follow through. got right. He's got no wrap up and no follow through. So maybe let's let's try to think positively here and think think the best. Maybe what's going on is Lindelof, you know, had the. Um, I was going to say the gestation. That's not right. He had the well the embryo. And yes. maybe Bird took it and ran
0: with it and really made it something. I like that idea. I like that concept. That make you feel I mean. better about yes, because that makes me feel better. And there was a a special edition reaction figure, made I think of the young George Clooney character. Oh right, yeah. That they just didn't tell anyone about it because they you know the the trailer came out during New York Comic Con. Right. And then there was a big panel about it at New York Comic-Con, and George Clooney showed up at his first Comic-Con while he was supposed to be on his honeymoon. And Funko just kind of came out and said, Boy, did you like that Tomorrowland trailer? Watch this space for about half an hour, and we'll tell you how to get one of these figures Right. at at the show. And they made, I think, 200 of them. Something tells me we're going to see that again. That figure? Yeah. Uh yeah, I think that is correct. There's going to be a whole line of them, yeah, but that the packaging for that because you know is Funko exclusive. Funko is not going to rest
1: until they get every single solitary license known to man and make reaction figures of a character or two from said license.
0: I think that's true. Yeah. But I, I ended up with one of those those figures. A friend of mine was at the show, and I was, like, texting him, like, can you go over there right now and see if you can get me one of those? And he did. Well, there you go. Because you you, yeah. you need another figure. I do. It's true. You do.
1: That's, if anybody is – you're wasting away with, yeah. these, with these toys. Um, so I'm looking at Iron Man 2 here on the IMDb. Okay. And John Schlattery plays a fella called Howard Stark. Oh, okay. So it's the same. It's just an older... Because, ver- see, we don't know when he died. So right. there's some pictures of, of, of Downey with, you know, Howard. And Downey's pretty young in Iron Man 1, if you recall. Um, So we've got some here. There's a filmography here. See, Dominic Cooper, Agent Carter, played by Dominic Cooper. So Dominic Cooper yeah. and Slattery are playing the same guy. Oh, okay. So Howard is his is his Pops. Okay.
0: Um,
1: so, uh, well, let's talk about, this is something I thought, you know, because we, you mentioned this last time, but since, I have picked up the DVD of Star Wars Rebels. Oh, yeah. I picked up the DVD because it's got the pilot and then it's got some extra little mini episodes. Right. Some other things and then it comes with a cool little paper model of the ship that they fly in the majority of, uh, of the first couple episodes anyway. Uh, uh-huh. I'm really digging on this. I'm kind of surprising myself how much I enjoyed it and how, how refreshing it is from not giving a toss about the Clone Wars. What was it called? Clone Wars? That was what it was called, right? Yeah. Not really yeah. given a toss about that series. Uh, I think this thing is already head and shoulders above the other show.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it is loaded with sort of callbacks to the original trilogy, and it's just a love letter to Ralph McQuarrie. I'll go one better. There's a short on the DVD. These shorts are
1: like, you know, two and a half minutes, maybe. Yep, little yep. little throwaway shorts that are uh, as extras on the on the DVD. There's one. They're also
0: available... Uh, yeah, I was able to just grab them on DirecTV and see. Okay, there's. But I think they're also on YouTube. Well, then you might have, you might have caught this. There's one that takes place
1: like sort of in a you know little back alleys of like a little town. Yes. They are riffing on the music from Raiders of the Lost Ark when Marion is stuck in the basket and Indy is looking for you know grabbing all the baskets and trying to you know get the, you know knocking the laundry out and stuff in Raiders. Yep. Yep. It's virtually the same music. From that sequence, it's yeah. not quite the same. They're, they're, you know, they they modify it, but I thought, boy, if that isn't a wink, <laughs> I mean, that's really that's really indicative of what I think they're trying to do with this with this show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I'm 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 digging on it. I uh, I even had some I had some of the uh, coupons. You know, if you if you go to Toys R Us now and then, you eventually get some coupons if you're like a frequent flyer sort of thing. Yes, and so I had like three of these coupons, uh, and I went in and got myself the ship from Rebels. It's a oh. really cool ship called the Phantom, and it's uh, it's just a fun vehicle with the cockpit that opens and the back section opens and the wings fold out
0: and a missile shoot. Just a fun. I don't know. I just like. Really, Is it the Hasbro one, or did you get the Lego? No, no, it's the Hasbro one. Oh, I haven't seen any of the ships yet. Yeah,
1: it's uh, they only had one sitting out. That they had that, and they had the the Chicken Walker. Uh, okay. They did not have the Tie Fighter, the, the prototype uh, Tie Fighter thing.
0: Cause that's I know that's out because I think Brian Stevenson said he got that.
1: Okay, that I haven't, that I definitely haven't seen.
0: And then there's a uh, Toys R Us has a three pack, an exclusive three pack of figures.
1: That is correct, uh, and one of them is the hidden one. You mean?
0: Yes. Yes. That, uh, you know those, what, those are the only figures I've seen. You know what the hidden one is, right? I do, yeah. Well,
1: aren't they doing? Aren't they coming out with, um, you
0: know, the Chewbacca dude and? Uh, there's a ton coming. They yeah. just for some reason, I guess the the regular carded ones got pushed back a couple of weeks. People are saying they're
1: also doing a um, a fun, you know, because they put out a lightsaber. You know, the role play stuff. Uh huh. I think they already put out a lightsaber of the main character that the Han Solo type, uh, Jedi character.
0: Yep. But the
1: kid has this, or is going to have this funky lightsaber that's got like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a smaller version of the lightsaber, but it's, the handle is kind of a, a square almost. Yeah. So it's, a, but it, it doubles up as a, as a blaster.
0: Yeah, and the Inquisitor's his lightsaber's out too. His thing's to out. Yeah, his one is the one double blade, double
1: blade with the round thing in the middle kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the other one, the the, the blaster one, is kind of. Fun. I mean, it's cool that they're still riffing on the design, you know, different designs for the uh, the lightsabers, the stuff that they can they can do with them.
0: And the other interesting thing about the pilot is they've said now they're going to show it on ABC proper. Oh no, kidding! With an additional scene. Oh, right. With, with Darth Vader yes. using James Earl Jones' voice. I know. So I don't know when that's happening yet, but that's kind of interesting. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Speaking of, there is a, uh, I don't know how I feel about these. Yeah, I
1: like some of them. You know, there's that, that, that we've talked about this before, the budget, 12-inch, those like $9, $10 uh, figures that Hasbro's been putting out. Yeah, the Titan series. Titan series. They do them for the Marvel characters. They, uh-huh. I think they're are they're, they're sort of doing them for Transformers. Yep. Um, which, by the way, the Transformer ones—I don't know if you know this. You probably do, but they so they do the Transformer ones, which are you know five points of articulation. They don't transform at all, and they're kind of that lightweight plastic like the the rest of them. Um, but Kmart. Does the, has released those same ones, which I think are Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, and uh, Freddy Prince.
0: Yeah, Freddie Prince was very popular in that last film. Right. Uh, I forget who the third one is. Dragonfire? What's his name? Was it like Swift? Is it the blue sort of samurai guy? No, it's
1: the gold. Well, it's the dinosaur. Oh, oh it's Grimlock then. Grimlock. It's really so, – so Kmart has exclusives of the three of those 12-inch Titan series, but they talk. So you press a button on their chest, and they each say like 10 or 15 uh, lines with sound effects from the, the movie. But they're Kmart only, which I thought – I just saw them, and I thought, well, I don't think I've seen a Kmart exclusive since the first Captain America movie. Like, do they get a lot of exclusives still?
0: Oh yeah, they've been getting Star Wars exclusives every year. Have Kmart has? Yeah. Really? Like what? Uh, the Ewok catapult, the uh, scanning crew, two different versions of the scanning crew two pack for three and three quarter inch. Uh, so that must mean that Kmart, you know, is doing all right. Like if they've got, if they're they're staying they're staying in the game as best as possible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. I guess I didn't. I'm. I'm, I'm there so infrequent. I have no reason to go there. I just happen to be in the neighborhood, so to speak. Um, so there's that. So anyway, so the Titan series, Target, has a six-pack from Star Wars Rebels. Have you seen these? I have, yes. Really fun, uh, but they're just so big. I don't know if I can take the plunge. But um,
0: <laughs> but you have all the other Star Wars 12-inch figures that you just talked about.
1: No, no, no. I only have Han, and I only have the Stormtrooper
0: of the Disney? Ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I just
1: I just listened to the other ones and know that they're the right voices and Vader's not.
0: I see. No, I only
1: have Han and Chewie. I mean Han and Stormtrooper. Oh. All right. So this uh, six pack, it's uh, I think it's on sale this week as a matter of fact. Okay, so it's so it's like what, 50 bucks? Yes. So there's six figures, it ends up being less than uh, $70 a figure. Um so it's Vader, a clone trooper, Uh, The guy with the goatee or the beard, the Han Solo dude, the kid from Rebels,
0: the villain,
1: Ezra, Ezra, the villain, the Inquisitor from Rebels, and a black stealth stormtrooper with with silver trim.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That, to me, is the coolest looking figure in the batch. That's worth getting just for him. Because I think he and, uh, I don't know who else, but he and another figure,
0: I think, are exclusives to that set. Yeah. Well, you know Target's getting a Star Wars black six-inch Stormtrooper like that, right? No, I didn't. So they're, yeah, they they went on sale very briefly. It's a two-pack, actually, it's a Stormtrooper and a black biker scout with a black speeder bike. What? There's supposed to be an end cap of them on November first. That Cardi? guy,
1: who's the black speeder bike?
0: They're like they're called the Shadow Squadron or something. Because I remember the Black
1: Stormtrooper in the uh, Russ Manning uh, strip. Remember, right. remember the 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 daily or the weekly strip? Comic strip? Yep. Yep. In, oh, in the late seventies, there was a there was a Shadow Stormtrooper. I think that's where yeah. he debuted. And I think I'm probably wrong, but I think that Kenner toyed with the idea, no pun intended, yeah. of uh, making a stealth trooper uh, action figure. Right? Am I wrong? They did, yeah. Yeah, so that's really cool. That, that
0: There's even a company that's bootlegging them and has made vintage ones that are really nice quality. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Alright, well, there you go. Lots of toying. People can't complain. We're not talking about toys anymore. That's right. Speaking of toys, speaking of toys, this week I found the McFarlane Walking Dead construction sets about a week early. I found them last oh, Thursday. I saw I think. those uh,
1: le- late late last week, I think. Yeah. yeah, I saw those.
0: Man, they're interesting. They are yeah. It's a very different experience than just putting together a Lego set. It is you still kind of get the experience, the sort of kid-like experience of a Lego set, uh-huh. but it's very much putting together like a model kit.
1: Yeah, I just thought they were kind of. They looked kind of chintzy. Like I, I, I saw. I mean, there was like a little tiny figure of. Uh... Oh, and by the way, before you say anything, remember how I was telling you I was having problems with the TiVo thing. Did not record Walking Dead on Sunday. I have avoided. Oh. I have avoided the internet like mad. So please do
0: not mention any... Isn't it on demand? Can't you get it? Oh, isn't it on right now? Oh, I don't know. You better check that out. You should be watching that right now instead of talking to me. Believe me, I'd love nothing more than to watch it right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> nothing
1: more than to not talk not, to me? Not doing this right now. Um, all right. I'm just going to say... I'll get on it, but just don't say anything because I know everybody's... I, I've already... This episode, don't even say anything. Don't. There, don't,
0: there are walkers don't, and the cast don't is. Don't.
1: Because I have to say, you said something, and you were the, like the third person that was talking about the Doctor Who episode uh, about the moon. Yes. And said that there was like a game changer. There was a moment that was kind of a, a, a real shift. And I, I, I agree, but. Because I had that in my brain, I spent the whole episode going, is that it? Is that the thing? Is that the scene? No, that's not it. That's not what they're talking about. That must be the, is this the thing that they're talking about? Um, so I get all all edgy and antsy.
0: But then when it happened, you knew what it was talking yes, about, Yes, I right? did.
1: Yes, okay. I did. And we need to
0: talk about that,
1: Doctor Who, as well, because we've talked about the show plenty on this show, and I think um, we can't let these last couple episodes go without discussing them. Okay. And talking and talking about if you're if you're ready to talk about
0: them. Yeah, living there. I I got the McFarland sets. There are, I think, two sort of big sets: one figure set, and then there's blind bag figures. And if you're buying the blind bags, up in the upper right corner, there's a little H for human or W for walker. If you just want to like army build your walkers, you can tell the difference, which was nice. Uh, I built the the Daryl on the chopper set so far. It was really fun. Unfortunately, I did it on camera for a video that I'm doing for AFI, so I had to go really, really fast and couldn't, like, take my time and pour over it. But looking forward to building the Governor set, which is uh, uh, looks to be a cool set. And then sometime in November, the big uh, prison set, which is their biggest set so far. And then at New York, they just announced... They are doing uh, Dale's RV, the Winnebago. It's
1: a good name for a band.
0: Dale's RV? Dale's RV. Yeah.
1: Um, All right. Lots of, so many zombies, you can shake a stick at them.
0: Yes, I bought a lot. Uh, So wait, what were we just about to talk about?
1: Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Um, Well, not too long ago on this very program... I was talking about how much I was enjoying Mr. Capaldi and uh, yes. what he was doing, and what what Moffat was trying to do uh, with this, you know, sea change of a character, where they were going with this. It really is bold. It's incredibly gutsy, and even more so with these last couple of, of episodes. Um I'll go back a bit here what I was saying was I like what they're doing because I feel like what they're 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 embracing the the character from you know 40 years ago the John Pertwee and Tom Baker sort of incarnations of the character the doctor was not a hugger he was not a warm fellow he wasn't I mean for example there's an episode where he says goodbye spoiler he says goodbye to Sarah Jane uh, it's Tom Baker it's She'd already been with the program for like three years, and um, it's very abrupt when suddenly he gets called back to Gallifrey and, and can't take her with, and it's like, you know, you got to go, but there's no hug. It's it's emotional, but I mean, even when they say goodbye, they're 30 feet apart, you know, and she's like, don't forget about me, and he's like, whoa, don't you forget about me, Sarah, like that could never happen, you know, and that's about as emotional as it got. Um, right. It packs a punch. Uh, there's some stuff that happens with uh, Patrick Troughton in his very last episode because two of the, the companions, their memory gets wiped. So they're only going to have a memory when they separate and they send him to Earth and he becomes John Persweet The two companions only have a memory of the very first adventure they had with him. And then everything else they ever did with, with Patrick Troughton's doctor has been erased from their, their brains. So when you see them back in the setting that he first met them at, and they have, they're have, they not thinking about him, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. But the show never really got touchy-feely like it did with when, it, you know, when it came back and everything. Um, so that was nice and refreshing. Having said that, i got to say they, they, they have to be really careful with where they're taking this doctor because there's a potential to alienate the audience so much that they go away for a while. Sure. And yeah. it, it is a drastic, radical change in character, um, even to the point of, like... I mean, the thing that worries me that I didn't... I don't like is that he's borderline, like, idiot savant. You, okay. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a... Did you see the episode with the mummy?
0: Yes, uh-huh. There's an ep,
1: there, There's even a moment there where... Uh, the, the, when when Clara reads him the riot act in the previous episode stunning one of the yeah. one of the greatest moments since the show has come back we've never seen anything like that uh, this is the lead character though this is the hero and you're putting not only are you putting him in his place you're telling the entire world what a shit he is and just how awful he's been it's, it's incredibly bold to, to do that with this guy um so she comes back for this next adventure, which is a miracle in itself that she decided to, you know, to come back for this one last adventure. And she's, a, she's in the midst of telling him something sweet. I forget what she's saying, but he was about to tell her something about the moon or the universe or something. And she kind of interrupts and he's like, go ahead. And then she finishes her thought and without even responding to the sweetness that she said, he goes, can I get back to my thing now? she's like okay go ahead and then he does that kind of thing it's funny but it's also like that moment and the moment later on when it sure seems like she's going to leave he's got the engineer dude on the TARDIS and the guy's admiring the TARDIS and you know poking around and he says you want to come with could be fun you know and the guy's like no no thanks and to me it was like all right. Between that little story thing and this thing, I'm getting the impression that he just wants someone around to pontificate to.
0: Right. Do you know what I mean? That it's. Not- yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's very strange because they've made him very alien. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's forgotten everything in his 800 years. All his other companions. Everything has not come to him in this regeneration. Well Moffat
1: said that in an interview uh you know before the launch and he was like, you know, just because he's been around humans for as long as he has and uh admires them so much and has, you know, shared the, the TARDIS with them, you know, maybe the world needs to be reminded he's not human. You know, he's he's not like the rest of us and he's been playing dress up, you know, like a, a pseudo boyfriend or a pseudo, you know, teacher or whatever. But he's a, he's an alien. And the the quote that I remember from Moffat was, you know, I want this incarnation, at least at the beginning, for the companions to be, you know, when they when they put their hand out in the dark, looking for his hand to to hold and to guide them out of the cave or whatever, that they're not sure if that hand is going to be there.
0: Right well, they're they're getting there, but getting that, I'll say the uh, but again, like exactly what you said, as far as the the fandom mm-hmm. that guys like Tennant and Matt Smith brought in, mm-hmm. you know, the you know, for lack of a better word, sort of the hot topic crew mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see them responding to this doctor, yeah, I much. mean, this
1: show. It's very alien. <laughs> very alien. It's inheriting a, a, a younger audience. It's inheriting a lot of kids, which the show, let's be fair, you know, it always had a kid audience. Um, yep. And I don't think that's specifically because there was a younger actor in the role. I don't think that's why kids or younger people necessarily across the board gravitated towards it because, you know, they were always there for for every incarnation for the most part. It doesn't really matter. But they're they're not only are they doing what they're doing with him, they're also and I got tired of this. They also were at least the first few episodes were seemed to be constantly pointing out the fact that he's older. Yeah. You know, uh the Robin Hood one. There were like a dozen jokes about his gray hair or being older or whatever. And I just don't think it's necessary. I just don't I think it's I don't think it's unnecessary in the same way if he was uh, you know a little overweight or whatever like we don't you know it just it's not like the show to to do that or to or to go there so anyway i was shocked uh at that that episode that you were talking about um but more shocking than his behavior i was shocked by by clara and the reaction and just how crazy she went on him i actually loved it i was
0: yeah you've never seen that dynamic between, you know, the Doctor and his companion. No, no. And it was, it was it was refreshing, it was interesting, it was just like, holy smokes, this is really nothing we've seen before. Well,
1: it's almost like, you know, I hate to use this comparison, but uh, think of two things in the classic show. Colin Baker, as everyone pretty much knows, and, and not his fault, Colin Baker is pretty much the least liked Doctor of all time. Um, not only was he saddled with... The single worst costume in the history of television. <laughs> I mean, not just Doctor Who. It is the worst costume in the history of mankind. Um, they also were trying to make him, you know, more alien again, just like they're doing here with Capaldi. They, you know, Jonathan Turner's you know idea was that you know Peter Davison was this fresh-faced, welcoming kind of you know young younger man that everybody's you know comfortable with. Colin Baker, his incarnation, should be. A little more, a little darker, a little more aggressive and combative, maybe. Um, uh, The problem is they went so far in that direction. Try watching some of his his episodes. He is so unlikable.
0: He really is. Oh, my
1: God. He's just, and, and, and it's not just the way he sort of swaggers through a story. It's that, like with Perry, for example, the companion that he inherited from Peter Davison, uh... I mean, everything that comes out of her mouth, he says the opposite of. Or, he, <laughs> yeah. or he's correcting or, or, you know, whatever. And that's kind of how it got with with Clara. I was noticing that, like, everything this this poor girl is saying, he's arguing with. Or, yeah. or he's saying, no, not like that. Or, you know, or he's making a comment on or He's making a smart ass. Where she starts to kind of roll her eyes like, this is abuse. <laughs> this is no longer fun. I mean, he's he's kind of abusing me here. And... And 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 you know, you know, kind of gaslighting me a little bit. Like I don't, you know, I don't like this, um, and I wasn't liking it either. So I'm I'm hoping that it's kind of taken a turn with that that mummy episode because it did kind of warm up at the end when she said I'll you know I'll stick around sort of thing. Because um, I think he's wonderful, but I think there's more you can do with him than just making him see. I think he should be. The doctor is the smartest guy in the room, no question. But he doesn't blow into the room and tell everyone that in the first five minutes. Right. You know? And the other thing that's interesting and in this, I wonder if people are, are responding to this or they're thinking about this, is when I saw Sherlock, like the very first episode of Sherlock, I said, that's Tom Baker. They're, they're, they're riff, they're, that, what Cumberbatch is doing is riffing on the Tom Baker doctor. Well now I look at this Peter Capaldi, in, Capaldi incarnation, and it would seem that he's doing something similar. But I wonder how many people out there are thinking, "Gosh, he sure seems like he's copying Sherlock." <laughs>
0: right, right. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Because it's 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 kind of similar. Yeah, it is. You know. Uh, anyway, what are, what do you say? I mean, do you, do you think that it's it's in danger of of
0: you know capsizing? I, I do yeah especially like I said with the hot topic crowd mm-hmm. unless there but you know we know that Clara's not hanging around past this season so is that is it going to be <laughs> by her sure. choice or is it what's that is that for sure oh yeah they announced that before this season even started oh I didn't know that, that she's gone with the Christmas episode I'm not sure I knew that or maybe I did and I forgot I don't know spoilers spoilers. I thought everyone knew that. So is
1: her boyfriend gonna stick
0: around then or is he going too? Mr. Pink? Yeah, Mr. Pink. I'm not I have not heard that. I'm not sure of that.
1: Because I like him, but I feel like we haven't
0: we haven't really gotten much of him. Yeah, he, he suffers a little bit from Mickey syndrome to me.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> you know? Like 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 being, like well Mickey was kind of a doofus. A little bit. You know? You know, he, well, he, he eventually they made him, you know, sort of badass. Well, eventually by the made him a hero. With yeah, the, yeah. But he was he was kind of a, a
1: a doofus to begin with. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm the I'm the i the tin dog. I'm just a tin dog. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: all right. So there's that. Um, we should probably head toward the exit soon. But let's talk about. Well, we
0: got to talk about the huge news of this week. What? What's the huge news? All the DC Warner Brothers announcements. Yeah. That there's going to be 17 pictures in the next six years.
1: Yeah. Let me just preface that by saying that with the announcement of what's the guy called that's playing the flash in the movie.
0: Ezra uh, Wilson or something. And by the way,
1: uh, I tried watching the CW flash. I'm going to give it another, yeah. I'm going to give it another chance, but I'm, I'm not loving it by any means. And why does it seem like the entire city
0: knows his secret identity? Is that well that's that's yeah, that's the flash, everyone knows who he everybody is everybody knows who he is, pretty much yeah in in the in the mythology in the book? comic,
1: yeah well, I didn't uh-huh. know that, yeah, um so there's that, but the guy that they just announced to be the flash in the movie, yes, and I've seen this guy in a couple of things. he's not bad, it's just I don't get that particular casting again, I'm not in love with the character enough to. You know, care too too much, but I just feel like, man, across the board, just about every decision DC Warner seems to make about their movies gets me less and less interested. And yet every every Marvel decision, even the names they're banding around right now for Doctor Strange, they went from uh, Joaquin Phoenix yep. to Ewan McGregor, and now I think to Jared Leto. And I guess right. Jared Leto, from what I heard, is campaigning heavily for himself because he wants the part that – I think he'd be terrific. I think he'd be great. Uh, All those names. I wouldn't have a problem with any of those names. But, man, Lex Luthor. What's his name as Lex Luthor? That alone everybody <laughs> yes. should get fired for.
0: But uh, Yeah, what's strange to me, though, is because Flash is 20 – what is it? 2018. Uh-huh. So, that's four years away. So, you've, you announce Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, and Flash. That's just the next four years. Your Flash TV show is showing its second episode <laughs> the day you announce all this. <laughs> that's right. Why is the one name that you call out The Flash? I guess because we already know someone's in Shazam. We already kind of know Aquaman. We certainly know Wonder Woman. What do you mean, what do you mean the one name you call out? How do you mean that? Well, the, the one name they
1: announced was, hey, and this kid's going to be the Flash. Oh, right. Flash I see what you're saying. Well, just I, I'm guessing – see, I'm guessing the logic is to ride the wave of excitement slash publicity that's already out there for the Flash series, but on the other hand, it would seem to completely contradict that excitement at all, because you're talking about a different project and different actor all together. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that just confuse people?
0: Uh, it was confusing to me, <laughs> and I get all this stuff.
1: So what are some of the titles that are being thrown around for the big announcement that was made for DC?
0: So, Batman versus Superman, we know, 2016... Suicide Squad, that's also 2016. Wonder Woman and Justice League are both 2017. Flash and Aquaman are 2018. Uh, Shazam and the second Justice League film are 2019. Wow. 2020 is Cyborg and a reboot of Green Lantern. And then in the middle of all this somewhere, there will be another standalone man of steel and another standalone Batman and supposedly Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the Sandman. I don't know oh, if he ties that. into everything. Yeah. What's that? Oh, he said, oh yeah, there's that. Yeah, that whole thing. you feel
1: like sometimes? <laughs> I feel like some of these announcements, do you see the, these guys are just sitting around having lunch, you know, picking their noses and then someone, and it's like, oh, did you see this? Did you see this? Marvel just made an announcement. They're doing this thing and this thing, and then this movie's going to come out in a week and a half. And then the guys at DC, they warned about it. They're like, oh, shit. We got to say something. Uh, throw a dart at the wall, uh, and whatever, whatever character it hits on, will make an announcement. Because some of this stuff, it's like, they may, it's like the Ant-Man thing for Marvel. Like, that announcement was made so long ago. Like, like, Edgar Wright made like four movies since that announcement, and every time he'd go to do something else, people would be asking, what's going on with Ant-Man? What's going on with Ant-Man? It's like yeah. nothing. Nothing is happening. We shouldn't have said anything. Like just, we should have just let it go. Um, I, I totally forgot about the Sandman thing, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt thing. Yeah. The other thing, too, is, is um, you know, because I'm, I'm you know, more of a novice when it comes to the DC stuff, and so I'm talking to Alex the other day, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, how is it we have a new... And um, we're going to have a brand new Star Wars movie with brand new characters and revisiting this universe we haven't been to in so long. And it's going to come out before the Batman Superman thing. What the hell are they doing in this movie? Like, what could possibly be? And um, he just thinks that it's uh, the timing is all off. I mean, they're going to be done with it. It's going to be sitting around gathering dust and they just didn't want to release it to compete with. The other stuff that's sort of you know coming out, right. not so much that the effects are going to be down to the wire sort of thing, but just the timing was off. But it's like, oh, speaking of, can we talk about? Did you see Ben Affleck on uh, Real Time, the Bill Maher
0: thing? Uh, I saw. I didn't see that episode, but I watched the clip that was circulating. And I gotta say, I've never like hated
1: the guy. I've never really been a big fan, but I've I've learned to respect him over the years. Uh, you know, the town I thought was a good, good uh, film. Uh, Argo I thought was was good, you know. And he's clearly you know competent with such things. But more than anything, again, I've never looked at his acting and thought, "Wow, he just blew my mind," ever. Not even close. But uh, when he would show up on on real time, I was I was really um, impressed with the guy. I'm not okay. saying it like. I'm, you know, Captain, you know, current affairs by any means. It's just that he really seems and he really knew what he was talking about. He was articulate and just very, very sharp. Um, But boy, what he did on on that that last episode, I was so unimpressed. I thought he was he he made himself look so bad that I've kind of changed my opinion uh, and lost the respect that I had for the guy. Unfortunately, um, whether I whether I felt like he was valid or not, the way he handled it, I think. I mean, did you see the the argument? Did you see what was going on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you do you have any thoughts on? Any? Uh,
0: I mean, I didn't I didn't get to see the initial setup of it. I mean, I I, I sometimes find Bill Maher to be kind of a blowhard, too. Cool. I mean, there's some stuff I like from him. He's but. a he's a complete and utter narcissist and
1: a misogynist and a complete blowhard, but he's yeah. he's you know and he's wrong about plenty of stuff. I disagree with <laughs> him on plenty of stuff. When okay. when he's right and when I think he's valid, um to me to me it's like as long as the conversation is happening, to me he's the only guy out there I've said this before that is that is able to say whatever he wants. In other yeah. words, you know, Colbert and John Stewart, Stewart comes close. Yeah. But even he has to be careful because of the network that he's on and the language that he uses. But if Bill Maher thinks someone is an asshole, he can just come right out and say it. That is and true. no one really gets to do that or not have a filter on what they're they're saying. So I'm glad that he's out there doing what he's what he's doing. But I just thought the way Affleck handled it again. Whether I agree with him or not is beside the point. That he he just seemed so irrational and and so uh, emotional. He, yeah, that is, and true. he was very rude to the guy. I forget his name, but to the guy that was to Mars left, who happened to be an expert in. Uh, in the the subject matter they were talking about. He was very dismissive of what this guy had to say, and he was very rude to him. Um, And I honestly, I blame Jennifer Garner.
0: No, come
1: on. I blame. She is America's sweetheart. I blame Jennifer Garner because ever since Kevin Smith said she hates my guts and he I'll never forget that, that he, that he said he was Razin Affleck and she basically turned to him and said, if you, Give any more shit to my husband, I'm gonna kick your teeth in, kind of thing. And so he doesn't come around anymore.
0: So I blame yeah. I blame Jennifer Garner. And the thing is, she could kick Kevin Smith's teeth. She out. could. She's got
1: the um, the Electra chops. And the, and the uh, the Alias.
0: And the Alias.
1: I forgot the about The Alias that. kicking. Speaking of Electra and Alias, yeah. um, hey A, have you seen the trailer for Powers? I haven't yet. I need to. Oh, boy. That looks like it was done in somebody's basement. Oh, really? And uh, Well, first off, the casting is absurd. If you're trying to cast a comic book thing and be close to, slightly close to how the characters look, couldn't get it more wrong than these two guys. Uh, also, much as I like um, Carlton, your doorman, what's he, what's he called? Carlton Ship Shetley? What's he called? Charlton the Doorman? Is that what you What's said? What's he called? Charlton? I don't know. The South African guy who was in um, District 9. He played Dwight Schultz in Eight. 18- he played... Oh, right. Um, he's, he's playing um, Power. What's the guy? The lead character. Okay. Does a terrible, terrible American accent. Like really, you couldn't just get an American dude that was built like Channing Tatum. That's who you need. For the... Anyway, um, did you see the image that was released for Daredevil? I did. Yeah, New York. Now, what's going on with that? Is that supposed
0: to be like an early outfit of his? Or early? yeah, that's that's from a specific run. I think John Ramita. I can't remember if it was junior or senior. I think it was junior. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of his pre-costume. I, I know a lot of people saw it and went, "Hey, this is the same crap from the old Trial of the Incredible Hulk." Right. You <laughs> don't think, but Rex Smith. It, yes. But it, that was not what they were doing. That's what they, I It's very clear that this is, you know, the sort of pre-costume before he becomes and the Daredevil we know and love. I um, you know,
1: cuz I read some snippets here and there. People at, You're reading snippets
0: again? People at the New York
1: uh, Comic-Con who had seen some footage from Daredevil. Uh-huh. The one thing that seems to be the consensus people take away from it, Vincent D'Onofrio uh, playing the kingpin.
0: Yeah. Saying
1: that he steals the steals the trailer or whatever the hell it is.
0: There were people that just visited the set that were saying the same thing. Really? Like, this guy was born to play the kingpin. See, but is he... Are they? How Do you know how they're going to be making him look physically? I know he's bald. But is he... I don't know that he's 900 pounds. That would be the height of method
1: acting. If Tenofrio could put on 900 pounds.
0: Just eats a ton of cheeseburgers. That would
1: put De Niro in, in Raging Bull to shame. Absolutely. If he, if he did that. Um, okay, so there's that, which I was
0: hoping to get to. Uh, I think I think boys, real quick. Can I ask you? No, go ahead. Uh, we have to have an update on Star Wars farts. Do we, though? Everyone, everyone is asking. No, there. And there's been a major, no one's asking, major announcement this week. No one is asking. That is, I've gotten letters. But I've gotten I will, calls. I you I've gotten, I've gotten tweets
1: for the, the I've gotten
0: of the audience that are ages. I've gotten
1: things. texts. I would, I, I'm going to give you the floor. I,
0: everyone is asking. I'm what's going my, on with Star Wars. Partners. I'm
1: going to plug my ears and my nose, but I'm going to give you the floor so you can, so you can.
0: Bring the show down
1: to that level and talk about
0: Star Wars farts, please. Star Wars farts is no more. Oh, no. It has died. It clearly was not what the people wanted. <coughs> they have listened to your feedback. Okay. And like a phoenix rising from the ashes, yes, the project is now Star Wars barks. Where he's just inserting barking dogs and dog imagery. I'm almost afraid to ask. Uh-huh. But
1: is there a story behind this?
0: Uh, behind the,
1: the the radical shift in tone and subject matter?
0: That's a, that's an excellent question. Everyone loves dogs, but curiously, there's no dogs in the Star Wars prequels. Although we can't arbitrarily add Death Stars to the prequels with Star Wars barks, we can add hundreds of dogs and remove the Anakin Padme love scenes by adding barking sounds over them. Now there's nothing wrong with that. That way we can make the prequels mathematically more appealing than even the original trilogy. Wow. So whereas the Star Wars farts was struggling on Kickstarter Star Wars barks now, there's still twenty one days left to go. Mm. They're looking for the goal of, you know, one thousand one hundred and thirty eight dollars. With the the shift of barking, it has changed to they already have raised seven hundred and sixty three dollars. They're they're more than halfway there. Jesus. So clearly the people have spoken and that is what they want.
1: I I don't know where to begin with. My sadness, but just imagine people can I know this is a radio show, so there's no visuals. But do you remember the commercial about littering and that Native American? We called him Indian back then, but you can't do that now. The Native American had that tear going down the side of his face. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm that's what's going on with me right now. Uh, Just one single tear going down the side of my face.
0: But I feel like a look. I mean, and we might have a case here. They might kind of be riffing off our show. Because we also randomly insert dog barks we into our show we on occasion.
1: It's it's dog improv.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just, you never know what they're going to, they're like little tops. You just spin them and you don't know what direction they're going to go in. That's yeah. true. But the, there was actually a big Star Wars announcement today. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I saw your
0: announcement of the
1: announcement. I did not see the announcement.
0: So I guess the, the official Star Wars page put up a video today. That was kind of in the vein of Life is Too Short with Warwick Davis, the show he did with Ricky Gervais, of him, you know, sitting in his office, not doing anything. (laughs) And uh, I guess he just went over and was emceeing one of the big Star Wars conventions in Europe. He interviewed Kathleen Kennedy. She made a vague reference of, oh, yeah, people love you. And so Uh then it cuts back to him like laying on his desk with a giant beard. And finally, the phone rings, and it's J. J. Abrams, and they announce that Warwick Davis will be in episode seven.
1: Oh, he is.
0: He is. Oh, that's great. Do we know
1: now? Is he? We see. We don't know how long he walks
0: live. He could very well be uh, Wicked. He could be Wicked. He could be that little Greedo thing he was in episode one. Yeah, what was that thing? He could be anything. In we just know he's in it. Do you remember when the,
1: when the Wicked character you know hit, he was called Wicked R Warwick.
0: Yes. Right. Oh yeah. But but only uh, there was merchandise that said that, and yeah, absolutely. Speaking of merchandise, there um,
1: there, uh, <laughs> and I'll get to the, just a couple things. The um, you know uh, Brian Hyler uh, Plaid Stallions. Um, yes. That that website is such a. A treasure trove of stuff from the 70s and 80s, but especially around this time of the year, I love looking at that that site. It is all Halloween stuff or monster stuff, monster toys and Halloween costumes and stuff. And if anybody, the
0: knows, stuff he is posting for the costumes right now is golden.
1: Brilliant right? stuff. If anybody wants a good laugh, just go over to Planet Stallions and and have a sift through the Halloween costume catalogs. Incredible stuff. You just stuff that I never ever knew was made into Halloween costumes, like the village people or,
0: you know. Um, that, that Clash of the Titans Calibos. Clash of the Titans looked like, you know, uh, like a Filipino tranny. It was <laughs> so b- bizarre, this thing.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, there's some just incredible,
1: incredible Halloween costumes. Just bizarre, bizarre stuff. Um, but wait, you started, you started something. You, what did we just talk about? Oh, Warwick. Um, yeah. The Halloween stuff, um, oh man, what was it, Greedo? You just said something, he could be playing Greedo, Warwick, oh, the the spellings, I was saying that Warwick, I'm sorry, his name is Warwick Davis. Yes, that's the actor. Right, name. but they called Wicket, Wicket R. Warwick. Warwick, You know, Correct. riffing on his, his real name, so, but it was only, like, in a couple of, like, you know, maybe the official magazine, or, you know, things like that, um, In the 1980 Ben Cooper catalog, (laughs) which is is crazy to me because it's already 1980, they really should have their shit together. Darth Vader is spelled Darth-V-A-D-A-R. Right. Yoda is Yado, Y-A-D-O, and and, uh, Boba Fett is Boba Fett. (laughs) Perfect. B-A-B-A Fett. But what's even more mind-blowing is the Boba Fett costume, the Ben Cooper costume. It's actually the action figure, it's the Kenner action figure. Oh yeah. Made as a costume, which is really really freaking cool. Anyway, that's a little uh, little Halloween side note for everybody there. Hope you en- hope you enjoyed it.
0: What's this going on with Diamond doing Ghostbusters figures? Yeah, they announced that at New York Comic Con there, you know, they do that 7-inch Marvel Select line and they've been doing the Universal sure. Monsters Select line. Yeah. Apparently they are taking on Ghostbusters now. Oh, I got to tell
1: you. I wait. Wait a second. Is Di- Diamond's doing what what's the Universal
0: Monsters one? They do those Universal Monsters, they do both like uh they do the what uh, uh like the the Remigo, but then they also No, Sideshow did those like 17 years ago. Oh, right, right. That's why they, okay, they look like the
1: one, right. So Diamond is, do, that's right, that's right. Diamond is, they did this original Van Helsing, like a unique. Yeah, that was Gene St. Jean did that. Oh, that was Gene's? Uh-huh. See, I think that's a fun idea. I'm, I, I seem to be in the minority for that. But I think the, the Van Helsing figure is a fun idea. I think people like Cause it. Because you got um, you know, you got someone to fight all the monsters. Right. I still have yet to find the creature from the Black Lagoon. He's a tough one. But I've he's seen he's very, people. very popular. So if anybody out there finds a creature, please get him for me. So okay, so see, I would love to see them do Ghostbusters. No offense. Well, you're about to. I got I got the Mattel stuff, but I'd love to see them, uh, like it like those. The Universal Monster stuff is 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 great. So that's very cool and exciting. Uh, yeah,
0: that, that, we don't have a lot of information yet. We know they're starting with the four guys. Uh, right. I suspect they will probably come with some kind of base, like, you know, the, and they may or may not do, you know, what they've done with the Universal Monsters and the Monsters, uh, all that stuff. in that scale is there's a, a direct market version that comes with a lot of extra stuff and maybe a build a playset right. sort of thing. And then there's a Toys R Us version too that doesn't have as much. Well, I just maybe just has a small base. I so I don't know if they're doing that, but it's possible. I just
1: hope that it's successful enough so that we get the reboot of Ghostbusters, the all-female cast of Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I sure hope we, we get to have those as action figures. Um, so you just said something about Ghostbusters.
0: I said a lot of you things. You said a lot of
1: things, um, which made me think of... Oh, another little uh, little Halloween flat stallion thing I should mention, because I want to take a picture of it and put it up. I'm so proud of this. Hyler uh, does uh, you know a lot of Migo Customs, He um, made me a nice little uh, present on my birthday not too long ago. He does custom parachute men, a la the rack toys of the 70s, you know, superhero versions like Superman had a parachute thing, you know, the Hulk had a parachute man. He did me uh, a Tom Baker one uh, for Doctor Who, and he did a Rockford Files one, which is super cool, but... um, the, the podcast that we do, Pod Stallions, which is like every six weeks or so, pick a different topic and just hit that topic. Um, on the site, you'll see uh, what, what essentially are the podcast versions of ourselves. One is the green stretch monster. Stretch Armstrong's bad guy, the green stretch monster. That's basically yes. Hyler. And then uh-huh. I'm uh, Rom, Space Knight. I know what a Rom fan you are. I um, so
0: I had Stretch Monster too as
1: a kid. Every, ep- every episode, when there's a, a rundown of what the episode is, we're in different outfits or a different hat or whatever. But I'm always uh, Rom. But it's he did a custom <laughs> Mego figure. It's called Ron the Space Pimp, and it's it's a custom you know Mego uh, Rom head in sort of a '70s attire. You know, silk shirt and slack. Uh, and it's basically me, uh, in this, for this podcast, but it's really cool. Uh, it's a nice little <laughs> sort of semi eight inch version of Ron, the space night, Ron, the space night is Ron, the space pimp. So, uh, I'll take a picture of that and, and we'll, I'd love to have it up for the, uh, for the episodes. Okay. Um, so, um, ghost uh, the rebel star Wars rebels. So I got picked up a couple of those. I picked up the figure set. I got the ship. I'm I'm, uh, on the fence about the the bigger, the larger uh, uh, figures. Star Wars Leak, we've seen the pre-production art. Man. Did you look at that? Yeah, really cool stuff. But I got to tell you, I keep reading. What scares me more than that is I keep reading synopses. I'm sure you've read some of these, or maybe you haven't.
0: I've read, I think, the earliest one.
1: Okay. Well... It does not fill me with hope, these, these things. A new hope? And, eh, so I'm really hoping that the less said about that, the better. I hope that it's it's not going to happen. Um, let's wrap this up real quick. But um, X-Men Days of Future Past, I picked up the Best Buy version. Did that come out this week? It came out lo- – yes, it did come out this week. Oh, okay. Uh, the realize. Best Buy version is really cool because it's, it's, it's in like a box, and it's the film mm-hmm. – uh, a 3D version of the film, loads of extras, uh, the Blu-ray, you know, loads of extras, and then it comes with it comes in this really cool Sentinel packaging, which is cool, uh, yeah. and it also comes with a folder of like these, you know, oversized postcard, you know, art cards, uh, designs of the Sentinels, and then different X-Men characters like this, like it's a file that um, Peter Dinklage has on all these guys. So that's a cool, that's a cool set.
0: Also, and is this, is this the version where they put Rogue back in? You know, I... Or is that coming later? That might be coming later, because that, I don't want to, I
1: guess, give too much away, but that's not even a deleted scene in okay. on this
0: set. Yeah. And I know that... Because they announced that that was coming. Yeah, because that there's going to be like a director's cut that had her scenes put back in. Yeah, I
1: swear that I'd seen that footage or, or images at least online not long after the film came out, but it's nowhere to be found on this on this set. Um, I gotta talk about this movie real quick. Did you see Edge of Tomorrow? I did not yet. Run, don't walk to uh, to get to this thing.
0: Except it's not called that anymore.
1: Well, it's funny. It is. It is. It's just that the packaging everywhere uh, is basically saying live, die, repeat. Yeah. And in very small letters on the DVD cover, it says Edge of Tomorrow. It should have been called Live, Die, Repeat because Edge of Tomorrow is a terrible, terrible title for this thing. Yeah. Originally, it was called All You Need is Kill, which right. is the name of the, uh, the manga that it's based on. Um, they changed that, and it, I think it was going to be Live, Die, Repeat for a moment. And then it became Edge of Tomorrow. I'm not sure. It should have just been called Live Die Repeat. It's really, really freaking good.
0: I've heard nothing but good things about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it's uh, really smart. When it when it kicks in, you know, about, you're about 30 minutes in, and it it really picks up steam, and you go, Oh, I get what this movie is, where they're going with this. It's so much fun. It's so it, it really deserves. To do better than it than it did, because it's it's really and I got to give kudos to that uh, Mr. Cruz because he sure likes the sci-fi. Yeah, he 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 makes a
0: lot of sci-fi stuff. And uh, well, he's he, I mean, he reports to an alien, so he does in his personal life. Yeah, a regalian or whatever they are. Who? The Scientology. There's an alien in Scientology.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was that we all had aliens inside of us, and we're trying to expunge them. Isn't that what it just is? I don't is?
0: know. Or I just know. failed the Scientology test. <laughs> you just you got to go back and get your personality reevaluated. Guess I'm
1: not getting recruited. Um, did you see the Genesis documentary on HBO? I've not. Yet. Okay, it's on the DVD. I want you to see it, and I want you to notice something. This is not a spoiler. Because I then, after I watched it, I then went on to Amazon because I had heard that there was like a, you know, three-disc uh, audio anthology kind of thing that you should get because it's a good overview. Because what this, this disc set does is it, just like the documentary, it dips into their solo careers and their career as a band. Okay. Nothing. Not a... But not an image in this entire documentary for Phil Collins' No Jacket Required era. Do you remember how big that album was? Yeah. That album had, I think, four or five singles off it that went top ten. One more. Time. I, d- I
0: didn't feel like any of that got radio play. I never heard Phil Collins on the radio.
1: You're being silly now.
0: I am. i being sarcastic, one if more, you can see my face. One More Night, Susudio, uh, Billy Don't Lose That Number, Take Me Home. Was that Land of Enchantment or Land of, Land of Confusion? Confusion or? That was a
1: year later, that
0: was okay. Genesis record. But there is not
1: one single solitary word in this entire documentary about No Jacket Required. What's more, on the disc set, there are no songs from No Jacket Required. So I'm putting it out there to the listeners... What the hell's going on? Why would they omit that? There's got to be a legal reason because that was the biggest thing he ever did. I think he won a bunch of Grammys for that album. Uh, And it also reunited him with Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel did background vocals on a couple of tracks. So there's that um, that I thought was interesting. And then finally, we've got to talk about this. I can't find where it was. Uh, Tomorrowland, oh, I found the black, uh, Star Wars black Chewie wave with Chewie, Vader, Jedi, Luke. What store?
0: Um, uh. Walgreens? Uh, Toys R Us? Wicks and Sticks? Come on, where'd you find it? can't tell you. You can't if I tell I tell you,
1: then I'll get in trouble. Why? Because you're going to go run out and get
0: them? Well, yeah, I'm looking for them, yeah. I can't tell you. All right, then this is over. Uh,
1: my friend got them for me. My friend's scooter. Where did you get them? Come on. I got them at the Five and Dime. Wait, can we get back to something here before I... No. no wait, wait a second. No. Wait, now, tell me where you found them. Oh, it's just going to kill you if I don't tell you where I found them, isn't it? It's just going to make... you you're, you're burning up right now, aren't you? I'm fine. I just want you to tell I think me. you're upset and I don't like it. I think you need to you need to have some tea. Can I make you some tea? No. You want some smooth move tea. It helps with your with your bowels. No, I'm fine. You keep that to yourself. It'll make you make you all nice and clean for the morning. What did you think of the uh,
0: Star Wars artwork that li- that leaked? Are you thinking that this is legit stuff or bullshit? I didn't see it. I was too busy looking for those figures. You're such a liar. No, I've been in the stores. I've been just talking? hanging out in like the lobby. You didn't look at any of the uh, pre-production arts. I think you're making it up. No, I've been in the stores looking for Star Wars Black the, Wave Four. The um
1: the one with the the you know the Hamlet type image, um the the robot face guy, that's got me concerned because I think they're going okay. to try to make this you know the hunt for the search for Luke. Star Trek Seven: The Search for for Luke. Don't you think? I don't know. So I got some auditions
0: coming up, which I can't really talk about
1: much.
0: <laughs> well, that's fun. That's what the that's what the listeners love. <laughs> but let's just say, here's a topic we can't discuss. Well, let's just say. <laughs> well, I can't really. But let's just. Well, why would you
1: bring it up? Because I'm gonna try to, you know, talk around it in a way. And still give a little something to the listeners because that's how I roll. Like you did with the Star Wars Black Wave 4? Wow. You are you hold a grudge like Khomeini. Just got to let it me. go. You need to just – they're gone. I'm telling you, they're gone already. So you're not, you're not, I'm not
0: going to look at your store. I'm not coming to your neighborhood. I'm not
1: gonna, I'm not i not going to find them. By the way, I went to your Toys R Us. Oh, not yours, but where you used to work. I was over there not too long ago to that Toys R Us. Because so that used to be your Toys R Us, right? What, Culver City? Yeah.
0: That still is oh it is yeah but you oh because that's where you work now yeah i work like two blocks from where i used to work oh i didn't know that yeah i thought you were out by the beach or something well it's, it's all still by the beach well i
1: mean technically we're all kind of by the beach because we live in california but
0: you know what i mean right anyway uh, but i live in a place with beach in the name you do yeah where's that
1: well, I'm not gonna tell you. All right, fine. I'm not as concerned as you are about the damn action figures, <laughs> so I can let that go. Um, you want to talk about Lego Batman Three? So you can get that off your chest, get your mind. up?
0: We'll team. talk about that next time. We have got to wrap this All up. All right, let's Come wrap on. it
1: up. So, uh, so good stuff. That's a fun podcast. It is That's a lot of good information there for people to to chew on. And uh, I'll, I'll let you know how these aud-
0: like where you can find Star Wars. I'll authors, let you know how I'll, I'll let
1: you know how these auditions go. Uh, you know, you may be you may be interested to know because one of them may or may not involve characters from uh, the comic book world, and one that's pretty definitive. One may or may not involve some characters from a world where uh, normal household objects and vehicles can change their appearance into into other. Non-household vehicles and appliances,
0: right? There you go. Like a like in the, like in a transformation <laughs> mode. Like at one point. I don't know they what were... that
1: means, I'm not, I cannot. I don't know what. I don't know what you're saying. What are you saying? I don't know what that means.
0: Well, if they're like a robot, and then they go into something else, then they're more like a go bot, right?
1: I uh, I cannot confirm or deny. All right. All right. Let's just keep our fingers crossed, either way, shall we? All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you learned something. I know I did.
0: Well, 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 you can write it in the comment section. We'll find out later. All right, we'll do that. All, All right, right, then. Thanks,
1: everybody. Have, Have a good bye. week. Bye. Bye.
0: Shiny. Let's be bad guys. deepest mystery.